0: Good day and welcome to September 18th and we are here with day 261 of our journey through the Bible this year and today we're going to be continuing the book of Ezekiel, going to read chapters 45 and 46 and then we're going to start the book of Luke to finish off today's reading with Luke chapter 1. So let's get right into it with Ezekiel chapter 45. When you divide the land among the tribes of Israel, you must set aside a section for the Lord as his holy portion. This piece of land will be eight and one-third miles long and six and two-thirds miles wide. The entire area will be holy. A section of this land, measuring 875 feet by 875 feet, will be set aside for the temple. An additional strip of land, 87 and feet wide, is to be left empty all around it. Within the larger sacred area, measure out a portion of land eight and one-third miles long and three and one-third miles wide. Within it, the sanctuary of the most holy place will be located. This area will be holy, set aside for the priests who minister to the Lord in the sanctuary. They will use it for their homes, and my temple will be located within it. The strip of sacred land next to it, also eight and one-third miles long and three and one-third miles wide, will be a living area for the Levites who work at the temple. It will be their possession and a place for their towns. Adjacent to the larger sacred area will be a section of land eight and one-third miles long and one and two-thirds miles wide. This will be set aside for a city where anyone in Israel can live. Two special sections of land will be set apart for the prince. One section will share a border with the east side of the sacred lands and city, and the second section will share a border on the west side. Then the far eastern and western borders of the prince's lands will line up with the eastern and western boundaries of the tribal areas. These sections of land will be the prince's allotment. Then my princes will no longer oppress and rob my people. They will assign the rest of the land to the people, giving an allotment to each tribe. For this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Enough, you princes of Israel. Stop your violence and oppression and do what is just and right. Quit robbing and cheating my people out of their land. Stop expelling them from their homes, says the Sovereign Lord. Use only honest weights and scales and honest measures, both dry and liquid. The homer will be your standard unit for measuring volume. The ephah and the bath will each measure one-tenth of a homer. The standard unit for weight will be the silver shekel. One shekel will consist of 20 geras, and 60 shekels will be equal to one mina. You must give this tax to the prince. One bushel of wheat or barley for every 60 you harvest, one percent of your olive oil, and one sheep or goat for every 200 in your flocks in Israel. These will be the grain offerings, burnt offerings, and peace offerings that will make atonement for the people who bring them, says the sovereign Lord. All the people of Israel must join in bringing these offerings to the prince. The prince will be required to provide offerings that are given at the religious festivals, the new moon celebrations, the Sabbath days, and all other similar occasions. He will provide the sin offerings, burnt offerings, grain offerings, liquid offerings, and peace offerings to purify the people of Israel, making them right with the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. In early spring, on the first day of each new year, sacrifice a young bull with no defects to purify the temple. The priest will take blood from this sin offering and put it on the doorposts of the temple, the four corners of the upper ledge of the altar, and the gateposts at the entrance to the inner courtyard. Do this also on the seventh day of the new year for anyone who has sinned through error or ignorance. In this way, you will purify the temple." On the 14th day of the first month, you must celebrate the Passover. This festival will last for seven days. The bread you eat during that time must be made without yeast. On the day of Passover, the prince will provide a young bull as a sin offering for himself and the people of Israel. On each of the seven days of the feast, he will prepare a burnt offering to the Lord, consisting of seven young bulls and seven rams without defects. A male goat will also be given each day for a sin offering. The prince will provide a basket of flour as a grain offering and a gallon of olive oil with each young bull and ram. During the seven days of the festival of shelters, which occurs every year in early autumn, the prince will provide these same sacrifices for the sin offering, the burnt offering, and the grain offering, along with the required olive oil. Ezekiel chapter 46 This is what the Sovereign Lord says, The east gateway of the inner courtyard will be closed during the six work days each week, but it will be open on Sabbath days and the days of new moon celebrations. The prince will enter the entry room of the gateway from the outside. Then he will stand by the gatepost while the priest offers his burnt offering and peace offering. He will bow down and worship inside the gateway passage and then go back out the way he came. The gateway will not be closed until evening. The common people will bow down and worship the Lord in front of this gateway on Sabbath days and the days of new moon celebrations. Each Sabbath day, the prince will present to the Lord a burnt offering of six lambs and one ram, all with no defects. He will present a grain offering of a basket of choice flour to go with the ram and whatever amount of flour he chooses to go with each lamb and he is to offer one gallon of olive oil for each basket of flour. At the new moon celebrations, he will bring one young bull, six lambs, and one ram, all with no defects. With the young bull, he must bring a basket of choice flour for a grain offering. With the ram, he must bring another basket of flour, and with each lamb, he is to bring whatever amount of flour he chooses to give. With each basket of flour, he must offer one gallon of olive oil. The prince must enter the gateway through the entry room, and he must leave the same way. But when the people come in through the north gateway to worship the Lord during the religious festivals, they must leave by the south gateway, and those who entered through the south gateway must leave by the north gateway. They must never leave by the same gateway they came in, but must always use the opposite gateway. The prince will enter and leave with the people on these occasions. So at the special feasts and sacred festivals, the grain offering will be a basket of choice flour with each young bull, another basket of flour with each ram, and as much flour as the worshipper chooses to give with each lamb. Give one gallon of olive oil with each basket of flour. When the prince offers a voluntary burnt offering or peace offering to the Lord, the east gateway to the inner courtyard will be opened for him and he will offer his sacrifices as he does on Sabbath days. Then he will leave and the gateway will be shut behind him. Each morning you must sacrifice a one-year-old lamb with no defects as a burnt offering to the Lord. With the lamb, a grain offering must also be given to the Lord, about three quarts of flour with a third of a gallon of olive oil to moisten the choice flour. This will be a permanent law for you. The lamb, the grain offering, and the olive oil must be given as a daily sacrifice every morning without fail. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. If the prince gives a gift of land to one of his sons as his inheritance, it will belong to him and his descendants forever. But if the prince gifts a gift of land from his inheritance to one of his servants, the servant may keep it only until the year of Jubilee, which comes every 50th year. At that time, the land will return to the prince. But when the prince gives gifts to his sons, those gifts will be permanent." And the prince may never take anyone's property by force. If he gives property to his sons, it must be from his own land. For I do not want any of my people unjustly evicted from their property. In my vision, the man brought me through the entrance beside the gateway and led me to the sacred rooms aside to the priests, which faced toward the north. He showed me a place at the extreme west end of these rooms. He explained this is where the priests will cook the meat from the guilt offerings and sin offerings and bake the flour from the grain offerings into bread. They will do it here to avoid carrying the sacrifices through the outer courtyard and endangering the people by transmitting holiness to them. Then he brought me back to the outer courtyard and led me to each of its four corners. In each corner I saw an enclosure. Each of these enclosures was 70 feet long and 52 and a half feet wide surrounded by walls. Along the inside of these walls was a ledge of stone with fireplaces under the ledge all the way around. The man said to me, these are the kitchens to be used by the temple assistants to boil the sacrifices offered by the people. The book of Luke chapter one. Many people have set out to write accounts about the events that have been fulfilled among us. They use the eyewitness reports circulating among us from the early disciples. Having carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I also have decided to write an accurate account for you, Most Honorable Theophilus, so you can be certain of the truth of everything you were taught. When Herod was king of Judea, there was a Jewish priest named Zechariah. He was a member of the priestly order of Abijah, and his wife Elizabeth was also from the priestly line of Aaron. Zechariah and Elizabeth were righteous in God's eyes, careful to obey all of the Lord's commandments and regulations. They had no children because Elizabeth was unable to conceive, and they were both very old. One day, Zechariah was serving God in the temple, for his order was on duty that week. As was the custom of the priests, he was chosen by lot to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. While the incense was being burned, a great crowd stood outside praying. While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the incense altar. Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But the angel said, Don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son, and you are to name him John. You will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or other alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth, and he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. He will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah. He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. Zechariah said to the angel, How can I be sure this will happen? I'm an old man now and my wife is also well along in years. Then the angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you this good news. But now, since you didn't believe what I said, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah to come out of the sanctuary, wondering why he was taking so long. When he finally did come out, he couldn't speak to them. Then they realized from his gestures and his silence that he must have seen a vision in the sanctuary. When Zechariah's week of service in the temple was over, he returned home. Soon afterward, his wife, Elizabeth, became pregnant and went into seclusion for five months. "'How kind the Lord is!' she exclaimed. "'He has taken away my disgrace by, of having no children!' and then the angel left her. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. Mary responded, Exalted the humble, he has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel, and remember to be merciful, for he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months and then went back to her own home. When it was time for Elizabeth's baby to be born, she gave birth to a son. And when her neighbours and relatives heard that the Lord had been very merciful to her, everyone rejoiced with her. When the baby was eight days old, they all came for the circumcision ceremony. They wanted to name him Zechariah after his father, but Elizabeth said, No, his name is John. What? they exclaimed. There is no one in all your family by that name. So they used gestures to ask the baby's father what he wanted to name him. He motioned for a writing tablet, and to everyone's surprise, he wrote, His name is John. Instantly, Zechariah could speak again, and he began praising God. Awe fell upon the whole neighborhood and the news of what had happened spread throughout the Judean hills. Everyone who heard about it reflected on these events and asked, what will this child turn out to be? For the hand of the Lord was surely upon him in a special way. Then his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and gave this prophecy. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and redeemed his people. He has sent us a mighty Savior from the royal line of his servant David, just as he promised through his holy prophets long ago. Now we will be saved from our enemies and from all who hate us. He has been merciful to our ancestors by remembering his sacred covenant, the covenant he swore with an oath to our ancestor Abraham. We have been rescued from our enemies so we can serve God without fear in holiness and righteousness for as long as we live. And you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the Most High because you will prepare the way for the Lord. You will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide us to the path of peace. John grew up and became strong in spirit, and he lived in the wilderness until he began his public ministry to Israel. And so, Heavenly Father, I pray that you would bless the reading of your word today. Thank you for your word. Mary's experience as Jesus' mother was anything but peaceful. Sure, her calling was a blessing, but it was also very costly. She nearly lost her fiancé, she was disowned by anyone around her, and she would eventually see her precious son suffer a brutal, unjustified death. Being blessed isn't always easy, but if we keep our eyes on the one who called us, we will experience a level of joy and fulfillment that cannot be found elsewhere. When we choose obedience to God, he promises to lead the way and walk with us, just like he did with Mary. Mary faced some pretty big hurdles, but she experienced an even bigger blessing. Her toughest seasons in her life were directly tied to a miraculous gift for all of mankind. And although that gift was hidden from the world for a time, he will soon be revealed in all his glory. No matter how bleak our circumstances may be, God has not deserted us. He is much bigger than our understanding could possibly fathom. That itself is reason for us to celebrate. Thanks for joining me here today on Bible in a Year with Bill. I hope to see you tomorrow. Oh, and you know what? I am so sorry for yesterday's um, reading being so late in the day. I just hit the wrong date when I went to post it and it didn't come up until very late. Hopefully the same doesn't happen with this one. Take care now.